0: Will end it after the shovel, or will it? Miami running around, circling. Oh, look out! Bradkowski! Didn't have the angle! Touchdown! Oh, how can you drink? Hello, welcome to the Dolphin Fan UK podcast. Uh just me and Simon tonight. Lee is just touching down in uh, Miami as we speak and going to the game at the weekend. As am I, and I'm looking forward to that a lot. Sorry, I'm not gonna lie. How are you, mate? You're right?
1: Yeah, and I'm not going to Miami this weekend, which I'm a bit <laughs> gutted about, to be fair, but because I think you're gonna see a good good game and a good performance. Um but other than that, yeah, I really enjoyed the win on Sunday, actually.
0: Yeah, good one, wasn't it? Really? You got like that's the first one this season, I think. Correct me if I'm wrong, we just be able to kind of relax apart from the, the first, like, I don't know, the first Panthers drive, maybe the second one. Other than that, it was just plain sailing, wasn't it, really?
1: Yeah, it was. I mean, it was one of those games where you're right. They had that big completion to DJ Moore, and you thought, and then they scored off the back of that. But after that, it was it was it was very relaxed, and and they never looked like losing. And it was a pleasure to watch a team performance on both sides of the ball. It wasn't the offense or the defense that that won the game. They both played well, didn't they? Both both units.
0: Yeah, exactly, and, and it's one of those games where there are some like really impressive stat lines jumping out to me as well as you look through the box score with Waddle going 137 yards, and uh, and we started to see the afterburners for the first time, like after the catch that the, the kind of running back group as a collective went over 100 yards, which doesn't sound like much, but feels like progress. Tua I didn't turn the ball over, 27 of 31. That's uh, incredibly efficient uh, as a passer behind this offensive line. Jalen Phillips, three sacks. Nick Needham coming up with a pick. It's just all kind of there or thereabout, wasn't it? Like you say, very much a team performance. But um, first time that I, I, I we'll start with Waddle. First time I've seen Waddle kind of look like what we thought he would be, despite the fact that he's looked good all year. You know what I mean? This was the kind of first time we saw some speed after the catch where Tua got the ball to him. He hit this, he hit the gap and you know 30 yards got eaten up in no time at all so your thoughts on that mate really what, what, what do you think to, to Waddle's performance are we, are we looking at a potential rookie of the year or is that probably with Jamar Chase and co is that is that a bit of a, a, a jump at this time
1: yeah, it's probably a bit of a jump. I mean, I'm not too concerned whether he's going to be Rookie of the Year or not, to be honest, because he's playing well. He's going to be a star for many years to come, hopefully. I mean, you mentioned about the the amount of stats or good stats that came out of the performance. You know I like a good stat. Go on you. go on <laughs> Waddle is the first rookie in team history to total 100-plus receiving yards in the first half of a game. And he's just the third rookie in team history to have... Uh, Hundred yards in a half, as well. Not bad, so.
0: not bad at all. Yeah, and and that was like you say, it was just dominant, wasn't it? Really, just sort of everywhere you looked, at they line you up in the slot, they line you up outside, they brought you in motion. You you just kind of wish there was someone to compliment it, couldn't you? Because you look at the stats again, Durham Smythe, the next you know highest yardage. And I, I I've said to me times, I really like Durham Smythe, but I don't really want him to be the number two wide receiver. <laughs>
1: Yeah. I did say he was the first rookie in team history to have $100 in the first half, didn't I? Yes, that was it. Yes, a, I yeah. did, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was great to get him involved early and and it was finally an opportunity to see him put the burners on and and get that long completion. I think it's been coming. Um, it's just uh, surprising it's taken a while, but hopefully now... They've, I mean, uh, the one thing I was thinking of throughout the game was just how good that chemistry is now between Tour and model. And and teams are going to have a hard time defending that if if they can execute properly game after game.
0: That's it. And and you just get the impression that when like, Waddle gets like the slightest bit open, and two is already not locked in on him. I don't want to take away from two and say he's like, single in a one receiver, but he just has got that awareness, hasn't he? And you could see it mm. even on the on the one I've already mentioned where we got the yards after the catch. It was. As soon as he just broke away, there was a couple of yards of separation. That's all that two are needed to hit him in stride. And you know, if we, we if we watch that for the next five years, plus, you know, he can be very happy, can't you? And, uh, and and Waddle certainly sort of living up to that um, that draft expectation. I was having a debate with someone earlier actually about whether uh, like Waddle was. I'd still take Waddle there uh, over maybe Penai Saul if if you know if I was the GM and we could redo it. And I was like, I mean, two miles. Are, are, I think the offensive line would be so much better with someone of Saul's caliber on there. But the gap is very small now, isn't it? Because Waddles really been the kind of star so far this season on this offense, hasn't he?
1: Yeah, I don't think he can, can complain about that selection now at number six because they he's fully justified it. And in fact, I wouldn't he's he's second currently to Jarvis Landry in terms of receptions by a rookie. He's currently got 77. Landry's got eighty. Uh, Landry had 84. So he's clearly you would have thought he's gonna smash that by a country mile. So yeah. with that considering um people were doubting him with that number six, sixth pick. He's more than justified. It now, thanks, Scott. My voice, voice is going talking That's about. That's right, mate. You're
0: just loving it, aren't you, mate? Uh, <laughs> I, I was, I was hoping that uh, Waddle breaks the record on uh, Sunday. That'll be quite something to, to watch. But, but yeah, and and now the yardage coming with the the receptions we've had seven eight receptions a game beforehand but the yardage has been hovering between like 50 75 yards which is isn't really game winning but that 137 is absolutely huge isn't it 15.2 per catch that's that's impressive stuff to me that's out and out wide receiver one territory you know your your Devontae Adams and stuff are looking at those sort of numbers every week so very very impressive
1: Yeah, and I think it's also partly a reflection on um, the progress Tua is making. We touched on it last week. He's looking more and more comfortable each week, and I think it's probably partly due to that reason as well.
0: Yeah, and you've seen the – I don't know if you've seen it, actually. There's a couple of bar charts which uh, I was looking at earlier. You love a stat, I love a chart, so there's a a different (laughs) thing. Um, And it's got the Dolphins offensive line ranked as the least efficient – in the whole of the NFL, and to a, the most efficient quarterback uh, the, on the other side of it as well. So it's it's incredible what two is doing with uh, with this line, despite the fact I think that, that the line with Gary Pitts probably this was best performance of the year. I think we can say that against the likes of Brian Burns, who you know no no slouch himself, big Brian Burns fan, as a Florida State fan. So, you know, he got, he came and brought everything. You saw him trying to rile up the Panthers on the sideline and, and the offensive line stood up to that. I thought Eichenberg had his best game so far, but you just get the impression with the tour behind there, he's, a, he knows where the pressure's coming from, where he's got to step up. And you just get a lot more familiar with it, which is, which is really impressive. Um, and you kind of seen a, seen a whole different side than we saw the first you know, first couple of weeks before his injury and, and at the back end of last season. So, yeah, I mean, can you kind of feel the Watson stuff sort of slowly sliding away as if no one ever talked about it in the past? And Not not that we want to get onto that now, but, you know, with performances like this, he's not going to be able to re- revisit it in the off-season, are they?
1: Uh, if he plays like this for the rest of the season, there's absolutely no way they can... Get, um, even think about getting Watson and all of the bad publicity that's going to be associated with that. So I think Tua is doing himself no harm at all, playing the way he is. And you know what? You balance up the. Do you on the one hand do you have Tua playing like this, plus all of the assets that they wouldn't give up for Watson, or do you have Watson on the other hand, but you lose all of the assets? And it's becoming more and more apparent now that surely it's beneficial to just ride the wave of, of Tua's development because he's, he, he can't do any more. Um, yeah. He's playing out of his skin at the moment, I think. And Although, having said that, the writing was on the wall early in this game when you mentioned about the O-line um, playing well, that the writing was on the wall early when um, Tua got sacked and then they had that other sack where they pulled him down by the shirt and you thought, oh, here we go again. And don't forget the Panthers were ranked one of the highest defences in the NFL, but the way they overcome those, overcame those early setbacks, was a credit to them and their game plan.
0: Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I'm going on way ahead of time. I've been looking at the the first sort of mock drafts. Dropping uh, Dane Brugler from the Athletic dropped his first one today, um, and every one of them's got the Dolphins taking a tackle. <laughs> wherever you can find it, it's, I mean, it's just really easy and you can't see them going anywhere else, to be honest. But, yeah, um, you know, that's going to keep going. And and even if they take an offensive tackle in the first round for the next four years uh, or an offensive lineman, then I'll be very happy because just giving him that time, it's clear that, you know, he's going to be very, very efficient no matter who's playing wide receiver. Like I've said, you know, you've got five catches for Durham Smythe, five for Albert Wilson. You'd like to get Gaziki a bit more involved. He's gone off the um off the pace the last couple of weeks. if I, you've read anywhere that he's picked up like a bit of a knock and he's just playing through it a little bit? Uh, okay. So I thought I saw that somewhere that that he wasn't at 100. So maybe that's why. But you would like to see Gaziki featured a bit more. But to it, just find anyone and everyone that he can really. So it's just very impressive, uh, and just flip into the defense again. I mean, you've got three picks: Needham, you know, fan favorite, and then. Xavier and Harold fan favorite, and then just coming to Javon Holland again. Just the guy is having a hell of a rookie season. We all kind of knew he was going to be a difference maker in that secondary. Quite how quickly he'd settle in there and be that guy. Uh, you know, I don't think any of us could have could have said he'd be that good this this early in his career. But that looks like a long term piece there, doesn't it? That kind of That guy that's going to sit in the secondary. I don't think we've had a, you know, since Rashad Jones had a real like efficient safety back there, have we? So, yeah, Uh, thoughts on Holland or any of the other defensive stuff?
1: Um, Just going back to um, another stat that you might like. Um, You mentioned about Xavier Howard. Um, Did you know he's the fastest NFL player since 1990 to record 25 career interceptions? And he did that in his 67th NFL game. The previous record belonged to Marcus Peters, who did it in 68. So he just beat Marcus Peters there, which is always a good thing. Um, but yeah, just going uh, carrying on from what you said about Holland. Uh, he, uh, and in fact, um, you pair him with Brandon Jones, who didn't even play in this game. And yet the defence still... Um, played as well as they did, even without a key piece in in Jones, just shows you how much they can rely on Holland in that secondary. Um, and yeah, he's he's going to be an absolute star in this league, isn't he? And well, he is already. And he, we, we you mentioned is Waddle going to be a candidate for rookie of the year? Um, which we. I'm not sure on, maybe it's too little too late for him, but Javon Holland's been that level of consistency all season and you would certainly mention him in the conversation for Defensive Rookie of the Year.
0: Yeah, 100%. And uh, Italian Phillips, i would hasten to say, probably sneaking into contention as well, that three sacks I mentioned earlier. It's just becoming a real threat, isn't it? To be honest, I mean, you've got Ogba, who's been one of the better defensive ends in the in the league all season, even when we were struggling. Uh, Wilkins got a sack again. That the whole defensive line's bringing it, but it feels like that's because of the impact of Phillips. You know, if you just got Ogba rushing the passer effectively, then you double team Ogba and 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 you kind of you know the quarterback moves away from. At the moment, both sides of the line are getting to the ball. It's a massive part of why we're winning, isn't it, to be honest? I mean, just, we, we spoke earlier in the season about how the defence had completely changed its approach and we seem to just click back into the way we were playing last year for such long stretches of the season that, and lo and behold, it's working, isn't it? So, just just really good to see.
1: Another stat alert for you, Andy. Go on, um, keep,
0: keep them coming. Yeah.
1: Phillips's three sacks are tied for the most in the game by Dolphins by a rookie in Dolphins history. Um, he tied with AJ Dewey and Marco Coleman. Um, and he's six and a half sacks, so he's currently the fourth most by a rookie in team history. Um, so, yeah, another couple of great stats there that just demonstrates the progress he's made over the last few weeks. And he's yeah. a very humble guy, actually, as well. I managed to watch his presser on Monday, and he was very humble, um, isn't letting it go to his head, and very much credited a lot of his success to his teammates surrounding him. Um, so again, he's he's the sort of player that you want on that roster and and again, he's he's on that certainly that upward curve, isn't he?
0: That's it. Yeah, and it's all just taking the pressure off other members of the defence, isn't it? Like Baker, two tackles, one assist tackle. You know, you expect to see kind of more pass rush a bit from him and then Others on and I'm looking at as well, like Van Ginkle, I can't, I can't recall him having a, a really impactful play for a few weeks and stuff, and, and Phillips is coming in and just kind of, just taking a bit of that pressure away from those guys who were perhaps, you know, like, they're not, they shouldn't be the ones that we rely on, but for a long, at the start of the season, it was Van Ginkle, Baker, et cetera, we were relying on to come up big Um Go on, you've got another stat, haven't you You're kind of smile
1: at me like you've got another stat. Go on, go on. I I have got another stat, and I mean these these are I don't um, research these. These are um, don't
0: take away from it, sir. You you research every <laughs> one
1: of them. <laughs> well, they're provided as part of the official post game notes that the Dolphins issue. Um, but there's one here that's made me smile, and it's it's about Holland actually, and it says he's recorded his second interception of his career, and he's the first Dolphins rookie with multiple picks in the same season since who, Andy.
0: Um, I have no idea go on
1: Nick Needham in 2019. I mean, that's only two two years ago, but it's a stat they've included anyway, so that made me smile that they've, they've yeah. included
0: that in there. <laughs> thought you were going to hit me with one 10, 15 years ago, but yeah, I guess that must be quite common in reality, must yeah. it? So, yeah, good stuff. No, just an all-round team win, like you said, and then we can't can't let the all-round team win go without mentioning the special teams. It kind of got us underway. Great punt block uh, there to, to kind of pick the ball up in the end zone. You know, it's just, I don't know about you, mate, but that that kind of reminds me of the, the Chargers game and stuff last year, and the Rams game where the, the, we just all three phases. You had to watch the TV like this year. Don't know about you, but when we've been we're, we're in the middle of our pretty uh, poor rut, I, I'd just be kind of glad I'd have the Dolphins game on and I've red, red zone on at the same time, and I'd just be kind of glancing between the two. But at the moment, you just can't take your eyes off the off the field, even when the special teams unit's out there.
1: Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but the Chargers game and the Rams game you just mentioned, were they in November last year? They
0: were, they were. So yeah.
1: there's a trend here, isn't there? Because the Dolphins um, are having a pretty good November. In fact, I think they went, it's another stat for you. I think they went undefeated <laughs> in November, I believe, this year, yeah. which uh, I did read it earlier. Let me just see if I can find it again, just to quote them
0: It's, it's definitely properly. correct, I think. Yeah. I think yeah, is it 4-0? Um,
1: Four and oh. Yeah, four zero oh in in November this year, which is, I believe, is only the second time they've done it. So, and, and so there is something about the Dolphins and playing in November. Um, just do those
0: oh, like quicker starts of the season, Courtney mate. Otherwise, yeah, like, it makes yeah. you wonder if
1: they could only just get the season started a lot quicker. Imagine where they would be right now because they're exactly. ten 10 and three in November since Flores became head coach,
0: yeah.
1: um, including eight and one over the past two seasons. So if only they could get over these bad starts to the season, then imagine where they would be now.
0: That's it. We need to get these Jets games scheduled earlier in the year, don't we? They seem to be catalysts at times, even if they're a bit drab. But uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a bit frustrating that the Patriots are are doing it up up north as well, aren't they? It's uh, uh, very much uh, a resurgence for Belichick this year. But what is quite interesting, and, and mentioning the Patriots, is that the whole of the AFC seems a bit of a mess about you there's no one candidate I'm looking at and I've got people you know in the uh the full 10 yards thing that I do telling me that, that Matt Jones is the best quarterback in the AFC at the moment and 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 the Patriots teams have beat and it just feels I, I, I just I'm still not buying it for, for me that Bill's team surely gets up there you've got the Ravens and the Chiefs etc as well but the Dolphins are just slowly creeping up aren't they they've got the kind of like the Grim Reaper sort of acts out and they're just uh, coming up slowly behind uh, the other teams. So two very winnable games coming up, mate. What, what, what do you reckon Like the, the next few weeks hold?
1: I think they're, they're all winnable games. That Patriots one at the end of the season is looking really tasty now in terms of deciding whether they could potentially have a playoff berth or not, because I think all of the other ones prior to that are now Winnable. We thought the Titans game might be difficult, but they've lost Derek Henry for the season potentially. And AJ Brown has gone on injured reserve. Um, Julio Jones has gone on injured reserve. So Tannehill's out of form. So they're not exactly setting the world alight. And that looks to be more winnable now than it did earlier in the season. Same with the Saints as well. Um they're not uh, they were in a pretty uh, bad run of form at the moment so that looks very much winnable as also and the dolphins are the team in form so
0: yeah 100% it's it's really interesting isn't it i mean like mm. you, you play me play back one of our podcasts from a few weeks ago and it's just doom and gloom <laughs> isn't it it's yeah. uh, it's crazy how this can change but i do i do still think it's probably a bit you know a bit too little if if we'd you know if if we'd been had five defeats and, and were just creeping into sort of like above 500, I'd be incredibly optimistic, but the, the amount of teams that are just above us and, and probably will keep winning for a bit, I'm not too confident like playoffs or anything like that, but I'd be very happy if we finish over 500 given the start we've got. And um, I just hope that the team then go and build on that rather than sort of tearing it down again, getting, like you know, Van Noy is not the key to this season whatsoever, but I hope we don't do similar next year and just being off a few players and then kind of have to reform a nucleus of this team because it feels to me very much like a consistent te- Dolphins team with the guys that we've got on the roster at the moment can win games.
1: I think it's I'm like you in that I think it's probably going to be one defeat too many to get in the playoffs and then you you look back at the defeats to the Jaguars and the Falcons in back-to-back weeks in the last second field goals. Where they should have had those games won, Um, and it's a case of if only, isn't it? I mean, in some respects, you can't say if only because they lost, and it's a fact. But you just think, well, if they'd have tried executed that little bit better in both of those games, then they'd have been sitting pretty now at seven and five instead of five and seven. So, uh, and and. Um, on a longer winning streak than they actually are. And, well, no, because they lost to the Bills in the middle, didn't they? But in terms of form, uh, you'd, you'd probably have the rest of the AFC looking worried if if their record had switched over by a couple of games. But there's always That's one it. team, isn't there, that sneaks in at the back end. And why yeah. not? Why can't it be the Dolphins this year? They're going to exactly. have to run the table. But.
0: <laughs> exactly, mate. And, and your game ball this week before we move on? Sorry, I meant to do that. Yeah, it was
1: really hard actually. Um didn't want to give it to Tua this week because of the way he's performing now is, is as standard, I think. Um so I was looking at either Jalen Waddle or Jalen Phillips I really couldn't be taught. I was really torn between the two. But I think the fact that Waddell got that hundred-yard receiving game in the first half and that long pass, and he scored as as well. I think he just swings it for me. But Phillips was certainly worthy of one in my eyes as well.
0: Yeah, come cool. on. We'll split the uh, split it, and I'll go Phillips. And if that's the case, but yeah, just two very impressive rookies. That's the exciting thing, isn't it? Like uh, we can be as critical of Chris Brewer as you want, but a couple of really solid uh, first round picks this year. Let's just hope, let's just hope we can carry on doing that. Um, you know, wherever the Dolphins end up picking uh, in the first round in twenty twenty two. Um, onto the Giants game then. Lee and I will both be there, as we've already mentioned. Very excited. Um, this will be my fifth Dolphins game in the States. Only seen us win once, so I'm, I'm hoping we get the win here. But uh, could be me as the bad omen, given the the Wembley performances as well that I've seen as uh, lately. So very excited mate uh the really good thing is well mate you know when you go on the resale sites and you see the tickets holding their value (laughs) that kind of is always a very promising side isn't it like i've I've done it before where i've absolutely splashed out the cash on getting a couple of seats uh, a couple of seats and then the day before you look it's like 15 bucks a ticket and you're like god what's happened here but paid 105 dollars a ticket they're, they're bottoming out at 95 so that's not bad at all. It's, uh, that, They're probably not,
1: selling them to all the New Yorkers that live in South Florida. So you're going to be surrounded by Giants fans.
0: <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, I mean, the missus has actually got an Odell Beckham jersey with her, so she might have to. I said you have to wear that, and she was like, Well, it'd be like going to like a football game in the UK?" And I was like, "No, different vibe completely. You're not going yeah. <laughs> to, you're not going to get bottled in there. It's <laughs> But but yeah, sorry. Like, talk to me about what you're excited to to, to be watching for this one. I mean. Giants uh, like I was looking for the offence early. it's quite slim pickings on offence for them isn't it but any matchups that sort of spring off the page straight away
1: I think if the Giants are going to win Saquon Barkley has to have a good game I think if he has a good game then the Dolphins will be forced to account for him in the run game which will, might open up the passing game for Daniel Jones but Barkley is very similar to Christian McCaffrey last week in the fact that he's been very injury prone um, he could exit the game at any moment um, if one of his injuries reoccurs. So I think the key for winning this game is to stop Saquon Barkley. Um having said that though, they don't scare me as much as the Panthers did. I, I said last week the Panthers were more were the were more of a challenge I feel than the, the Giants were because they had that number one ranked um, passing defense that two that and act to go up against and they overcame that. So the fact that they overcame that um means in my eyes the Giants don't scare me at all. Defensively, they're ranked 27th overall, averaging 371 and a half yards a game. Against the, uh, the past, they're ranked a respectable 17th, so middle of the pack, and against the run, 26th. Um, so the, the defense is nothing to write home about, and you would have thought the Dolphins would be able to put up a reasonable offensive performance against them and score a good, good amount of points. Um, and then offensively, the Giants, again, Yards per game, they only rank 24th, maybe because Barkley's missed a whole chunk of games is a reason for that. Rushing yards per game, they're only 26th and and passing, again, respectable 18th, um, ranked 18th in the league. Um, so again, uh, there's nothing that scares me on that side of the ball either when you put them up against the way our defence is playing at the moment. so. The thing that will perhaps get the Dolphins unstuck is is whether they can contain Barkley if he plays well, but also whether they can overcome any complacency themselves.
0: Yeah. Best decision the Dolphins made in the off-season, not signing Kenny Galladay. (laughs) I'm looking at Kenny Galladay for Giants and it's just not happening for him, is it? And injuries, sort of... I don't want to blame the quarterback player because I I don't mind Daniel Jones. I think Daniel Jones is, is very underrated with his legs, uh which you know, as a pocket passer, <laughs> uh, it's probably not his best attribute, but he, he does pick up a lot of yards uh, on the ground as well when he needs to, but uh Goloday just hasn't come through Kadarius Tony's flashing um like sort of signs of life, but you, the highlight plays you've seen from Kadarius Tony are getting the ball in his hands, juking one or two defenders, picking up six, seven yards, and he can carry on doing that you know all afternoon on Sunday if he wants as long as he's only getting short yardage. It's Darius Slayton, again, who's the kind of big play uh, threat there. He's the one that I hope the Dolphins really look after at the weekend so I think he can take the top off the defensive uh, if he's given a chance to kind of run in behind the secondary. So that's the the main threat I'm looking for. I don't think Barkley's a shadow of the, the player he is. I think at the moment he's... I think they've probably rushed him back watching the last couple of weeks. You know, they're probably thinking we've got to get our value out of the, the, the was it number two overall pick? I think it was, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. absolutely crazy the, the, the kind of heights they took him with. But, you know, I, I just you just don't see a fully fit player. A lot like you said, like McCaffrey. And, uh, and the Dolphins shouldn't be sort of that afraid of him. Um, I've been more worried about Devin Booker, to be honest. I thought Devin Booker was playing really well in Saquon's uh, absence. So, yeah, interesting there. Um as you say, mate, on on defense, i uh, have got a couple of young players who are like it, Xavier McKinney, good another young, good safety there, and the, you know, very much a ball hawk along along the same lines as Holland. And I really like Aziz Ojolari as well, who's a linebacker slash uh, you know past Russia looking quite good in his rookie season two there and that's the kind of player that possibly I can see that Dolphins going up for next year sort of second round linebacker with a lot of upside. so interesting to see those guys play um, but you know Dolphins should be winning this game right? That's that's what we, we should be coming away with and uh, I haven't heard anything on Parker have you heard anything on Parker this week at all? We'll be back
1: um, On the uh, yeah I think um, I did I thought I saw something earlier that suggested they're going to be in the facility tomorrow. Um, So promising in terms of at least getting them at practice to see how they look. But, I mean, to be honest, they're playing reasonably well without them at at the moment anyway. So if they don't, if they're not ready for the game this weekend, then um, I'm not overly concerned they're missing either because they seem to be doing all right without them, don't they?
0: I, I just wonder with Parker whether he's got, like, you know, Giants have got fairly good young rookie corners as well. And I just thought if you not rookie corners, like young sort of cornerbacks there. Parker's just this kind of guy that can like dominate and just, I do want someone to compliment Waddle. Somebody, I don't think it's that easy to clamp down on the speeds to light Waddle, but at some point someone's going to just start, you know, bump and and grind at the sort of line and and stop him getting off as quickly as he is. And then you need a player like Parker to kind of free it up a bit. So hopefully we're getting back as soon as we can. So I I do think he'll be a um, sort of, yeah, at least a distraction to, to get Waddle open and I want to see as many of these good players in person as I can at the weekend yeah, as well yeah.
1: <laughs> somebody, somebody you won't see in person of course is Jason Garrett who got fired by the Giants, uh, so it'll be interesting to see how their offence looks now he's out of the picture, whether they keep, whether they schematically uh, mix it up and do something different or whether they continue to um, play the way they are. Uh, I don't know whether you saw on on Twitter. I think it was Dan Orlovsky put some a little video up on there about how three there were on one particular play recently. There were three Giants wide receivers all converged into the middle of the field, and they pretty much bumped into oh, yeah. each other. Yeah, and and that just go. That's I mean that's coaching, isn't it? Um, yeah. I don't want to expect to see much more of that, but it just demonstrates what a bit of a shambles. They were offensively when Garrett was was directing things. So it will be interesting to see how they change in that respect.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, I, I just really hope that this is another one like Sunday where it's just an easy one to enjoy, especially because it'll be nice to relax in the sun. And those, have you been and had those cocktails? they do those like slushy ones, which is like I don't know if you've seen them. They're in I don't how to describe them. They're like in like a very tall literally very tall glass and it's like the slush puppies you get in the uk but it's it's like um oh, what was it now it's like they were blue or red they've got alcohol in there anyway very nice i just want to just want to get one of them sit watch the game
1: yeah the trouble is in the south florida heat with with either uh, one of those slushies or a beer I, it would just go to my head really quickly and i <laughs> i just want to concentrate on the game because that's what i'd be there for so yeah. uh, i don't tend to drink too much when I go to games whether that's watching the Dolphins at in Miami or even at Wembley or, or Forest at, at the city ground I don't I don't tend to drink too much because I just like to concentrate on the game Yeah, uh, that's but, it, but it? I understand where you're coming from there's something relaxing, relaxing. isn't there that's it yeah. yeah
0: I'm not a big beer guy any, any kind of football either to be honest I, I've never got the point in going like Four, five, like hours travel across the UK to watch Blues just to forget the game. game yeah. Ten minutes later, but uh, such is life. Um, what I am interested in is is which uh, of the fast food outlets Sophie's going to pick. She she likes to do a tour. She goes to all the way around the stadium and then uh, focuses in, picks one of them. And that's what we have to, to eat. That's Sophie's job because there's no chance you're going to get to sit through all of the, the games. So it's always very helpful to have a little assistant there. <laughs> yeah, one
1: Any thing recommendations? <laughs> uh, none that uh, none spring to mind. Um, but one thing I am going to um, watch out for is when uh, uh, when um, Jason Sanders is going to kick towards your <laughs> end zone where you are, I'm going to keep an eye out for you just in case one of his kicks go wonky again because um, he's gone to <laughs> a little bit of habit recently, hasn't he, of... Uh, and um, not not the Jason Sanders we all know, of course. Um, yeah, it's worrying, think, that isn't it? Yeah. So. You
0: know,
1: you're just to the right of as as the as we look at the goalposts from behind the kicker. Where you're you're just to the right, I believe, aren't you?
0: Yeah. So it's annoying because I have got a flag, but it's not like got the Union Jack on, so you won't really be able to tell. But uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll have to get like a, a green wig or something so you can point <laughs> it out, and then I'll make Lee wear it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, uh, Lee's right in the front row, isn't he? So that should be uh, yeah. good. But it's weird with Sanders, isn't it? I don't really know where, where this has sort of come from. It's I've seen a lot of people saying this is why you shouldn't pay kickers and stuff. But uh, any, any kind of thoughts on why that might be?
1: I don't think it's got anything to do with his contract because he's a professional. Um, he will stay, still try his best. He wouldn't rest on his laurels just because he got paid. Can't put my finger on why he's he's not um, playing up to scratch. Maybe he's not getting the opportunities like he did last season because he certainly nailed a, a whole load of field goals last year. Maybe he's not had the opportunity this year. I don't know. Don't know what it is. But I'm sure a bounce back. I don't have any long term concerns over him anyway.
0: Yeah, I hope they stick with him because you know, yeah. the kicker market out there is just an ever like sort of going carousel, isn't it? And as much as Sanders has missed a few, um, you know, the options out there just have all missed a few as well. Otherwise they'd be signed <laughs> to a team. It's not like you're gonna pick up Justin Tucker off the off the waiver of wire every week, is it? So yeah. Um any other, any other recommendations for game day for us and and for, for me and Lee or for anyone else who's going to the Dolphins game, site? I know you've been to your fair share.
1: Yeah, well, I really like last time I went. They've got a foosball table. Um, can't remember which part of the stadium it is, but it's it's not your normal foosball table. It's probably three or four or even five times longer than your <laughs> standard foosball table. And it's in Dolphins colours. So go and have a game of that. That's pretty good because um, uh, uh, I don't know how you can score, because there are so many players <laughs> on the on the table. It must be pretty yeah. impossible. So That's pretty impressive to see. They normally have a live radio broadcast, I think, as well. Ch- Channing Crowder, I think, does, did one last time I went. Um, you've got the Merino statue and the Joe Robbie statue as well to go and uh, good photo opportunities around. Um, and, of course, general tailgating as well. There's normally loads of um, tailgate people you can go and, um speak to and, and join in but it's no substitute for what goes on inside the stadium anyway so it's yeah um that's that's kind of what I, I don't I, I like to have a wander around the outside of the stadium just to see sample it and see what's going on but m- most of my efforts well, i would always like to get in early get in the stadium early just because that's why i'm there
0: so I, I always spend way too long in the shop i don't know why But like last time we almost bought like a a cheerleading outfit for the cat, but uh, <laughs> I think that was, I think you would have worn it. And I was like, why are they even offering this? But shops are almost uh, always one of my favourite bits. Well, interestingly, at, at the moment they've got like free parking lots as well, which makes a difference. Um, just uh, I think they're a bit further out. I think this one's like a mile walk from the stadium mm-hmm. for me, but that makes a hell of a difference because sometimes you get stung with 30, 40 bucks to park your car, don't you?
1: Yeah, a couple of things to keep an eye out for. There's Grand Prix tracks being built as well. So I'd be interested to see what that looks like, how much progress they've made and whether it's a significant change to the landscape around the stadium and how much of that you can see. And there's also a very large Walmart, I think, nearby the stadium that does yeah. sell loads of Dolphins merch in there as well and and I didn't realise when I got an Uber back to the hotel the last time I went we waited outside there for it and I'd, had I realised I would have gone in and had a look but I didn't realise at the time but so yeah check that out as well I think.
0: Nice awesome. one yeah all sounds good mate and we'll finish with uh, score predictions Come on, mate, hit me up with uh, yours for this week.
1: Yeah, I, I, the Dolphins are going to win this week, 31-13 is my prediction this week.
0: I like that, I like that. I'm going to go 28-21, to 21. I think it would be slightly close. I think we'll we'll get ahead and then kind of, you know, they'll chip away at it, and, and but it'll still be fairly comfortable in theory. So, yeah, if it ends up being a blowout, all the best that we, we can get out a little bit earlier and, and get to the casino, because got to go and do the uh, Hard Rock Casino, as I mentioned to you before we came on. I'm going to go and give that a try. Play a bit of blackjack, you know. Probably lose all my money, but that's what holidays are for, mate, isn't it? So,
1: it is, is yeah, I, I hope for yours and Lee's sake that you do go over and see a win because it's pretty good when you see your team win. And I'm a bit like you we were talking earlier in that I've only seen the Dolphins win twice in in the US, um, but I've, I've seen them overall lose more than they've won. Um, so it's always nice to see them win when you go over there because it makes the trip worthwhile.
0: That's it. That's it. And that is a fingers crossed that we do win. Uh, if any listeners have got any more tips, then just ping them our way. You know what the podcast, uh, Twitter account is by now, but yeah, you know, we'll be putting pictures out. If anyone wants to see anything specific, any angles, any like pictures from the shop, anything like that, just let us know. We'll get what we can. I'm coming back with a t-shirt for Si already. It's all sorted. Also coming back with some baseball gear for the Bournemouth Bears. Shout out to the Bournemouth Bears as well. Um, Uh, yeah we'll leave it there mate unless you've got anything else to add at the end
1: no nothing from me
0: All good nice one well thanks for listening everyone and uh, speak to you next week and hopefully have a tan